Hi and welcome to the We Are Zion Sermon Podcast. We are a local church based here in Chennai, India. I'm Christine, your host. We are so glad you are here and our hope is that this will encourage, inspire and instill fresh faith in you. We continue with our series Unafraid. Here's Pastor Geshom with today's message. It's a joy and a privilege to meet with you. Even as we do this Unafraid series, We've come to the last part of our series. Over the last four weeks, we've seen how we can be unafraid in four different ways. How we can un- be unafraid of our future. How we can be unafraid of our battles that we get to face every day. How we can be unafraid for our children. And the fourth one, what we saw is how we can be unafraid and start rebuilding things God's asking us to rebuild in our lives. Today, we're going to see how we can be unafraid to serve. If there's one thing that will give us meaning in this earth, is when we can actually do something and that we can find purpose in it. And if there's meaning and if it gives us fulfillment. Serving is that one aspect. There are so many ways in which we can serve. Uh, we all take up doing certain extra things in areas which actually uh, burden us in areas where actually we probably feel like, you know what, I can give some of my time to uh, do something better so that the society uh, becomes better or so certain people's lives are changed. But as we pursue all that, God also wants us to pursue the things that matter to him, the matter to the kingdom. Are we able to serve God's kingdom? And serving God's kingdom doesn't require us to be qualified in time. It's actually, are we available for God to use us so that we can serve him? Even before we go uh, into the scriptures and see exactly what is it that we can learn from the scriptures and how we can be unafraid to serve, I want to draw an understanding Uh, Many of us are actually from the Indian subcontinent who are listening or who are watching. And for us, uh, the immediate term serving, we kind of like related to servants. And over the last couple of months, we've been in this whole lockdown. And uh, for a lot of us, our servants or our maids are not being able to come home and help us in our uh, day-to-day work. And so eventually, we've ended up doing so much of that work also. If there's one thing that we've learned is that the work that they bring to the table matters. The work that they do is important. The work that they uh, actually are doing for us is so valuable. And if you look at it, many times there's no qualification for that. They haven't been qualified, but they actually are doing it because of uh, the need that they have. They need to work so that they can feed themselves, so that they can do better economically. But When we read the same story in the Bible, Jesus is the perfect example who came down and set the example of how to serve. In Matthew, he goes on to say in Matthew 20, verse 28, I'm reading from the Passion Translation. It says, For even the Son of Man did not come expecting to be served by everyone, but to serve everyone and to give his life in exchange for the salvation of many. It goes on to say again in Mark the same thing. And in John, we see where he encounters actually something that happened uh, when they were amongst Jesus. Jesus was teaching and then suddenly he just gets up and he starts washing each of the disciples' feet. A little background to that is these men wore sandals and they were walking on muddy roads. Their legs would have been filthy. And in that culture, among the servants, the least of the servants only washed people's or the guests' feet who walked in. And so if you notice here, Jesus took that role of washing his own disciples' feet. I'm reminded of what happened last year where I got to work uh, and I was there for 10 days in Manila and I was working and 
even as i was part of the team and doing all that at the last day the board of directors of that entire meeting and that organization gathered us they prayed over us but they did this one act they washed the feet of those who served during that entire conference and it got me thinking here are people who are double my age here are people who you know who hold high positions outside they are leaders they are movement leaders they are you know uh, doing such exceptional work in where god's placed them yet they did not hesitate to serve it's in these uh, form of act that are being done that we realize that qualification doesn't matter it is a heart issue are we willing to serve god and so even as we look into the scriptures today we're going to see from the life of timothy how he was unafraid to serve and how because he chose to serve in different stages of his life how did he serve wholeheartedly how did he serve and give of himself so that he wouldn't be the center of the story but it'll be god and his kingdom that will be the center of the story timothy was a native of lystra in asia minor who was the son of a greek father and a jewish mother his mother eunice and grandmother lois had carefully taught him the word of god and brought him up in the ways of the lord The apostle Paul had met him on his second missionary journey. He became a regular traveling companion to Paul on his journeys and was closely mentored by him in matters of life and leadership. He accompanied Paul and Silas first to Macedonia and then to Athens and Thessalonica. He then joined Paul at Corinth. He was installed at Ephesus by Paul to lead the church there and gave him specific teachings and instructions which are recorded in the two epistles to Timothy. was unafraid to serve and many a times um it didn't start off immediate he didn't start off saying you know what hey i'm here i'm ready to serve let's get going and he didn't you know uh thrust at 100% uh efficiency and he wasn't doing all that it started step by step so how is it that we can actually take the lessons from his life and apply it into ours so for us to be unafraid to serve we first need to show up uh let's go through acts chapter 16 verses 1 to 5 and it goes on to say like this paul came to derby and then to lystra where a disciple named timothy lived whose mother was jewish and a believer but whose father was a greek the believers at lystra and iconium spoke well of him paul wanted to take him along on the journey so he circumcised him because of the jews who lived in that area for they all knew that his father was a greek as they traveled from town to town they delivered the decisions reached by the apostles and elders in jerusalem for the people to obey so the churches were strengthened in faith and grew daily in number what we can see here is paul actually as he was starting his first missionary journey he ended up going to lystra and to iconium and to derby and he was testifying and then even as he went back on the second missionary journey back there the elders that testified of this one person who he showed up time and again do good things within that community uh, historians say he probably got saved in paul's first missionary trip and the second missionary trip when he landed there they had so much to testify about him and paul identified hey there is a guy like this i can take him along with me to serve and paul did that and when he did that uh, it all happened because timothy decided to show up Yes Timothy had a background where his grandmother had invested into him where probably his mother invested into him but more than that all that investments paid off when he showed up day in and day out and today when we look at um, serving serving actually has nothing to do with what uh, kickbacks or what kind of you know um, returns are we going to get 
serving is actually uh, whether we can still show up even knowing that you know what nothing is going to come at the end of it will i still do it will i still do it because god is watching will i still do it for god to show up means that we show up because we love god to show up means we love because we doing what god actually is calling us to do we take god at his word in second timothy chapter 1 verses 3 to 5 paul exalts and says uh, you know what timothy i want to thank you and he goes on to say like this i thank god whom i serve as my ancestors did with a clear conscience as night and day i constantly remember you in my prayers recalling your tears i long to see you so that i may be filled with joy i am reminded of your sincere faith which first lived in your grandmother lois and in your mother eunice and i am persuaded now lives in you also the timeline between what was written in act 16 verses what was written in second timothy is easily 20 years apart but paul was able to say hey you know what i really value you i really you know cherish you i really thank god for you and sometimes uh when we serve that's all we might get at the end of it from other people around but are we still willing to show up are we still willing to do what god's called us to do it goes on to say actually in verse 3 which we read in act 16 um timothy because he showed up and because he had to take this entire call of serving god uh and going along with paul he also understood the big picture it goes on to say here that he was willing to be circumcised so that he could still minister among the jews and so even um as we serve god even as we show up god's going to place in your heart certain things we might have to you know give up on certain comforts which we are so used to to actually show up and serve or we might have to you know uh for example serving actually would cost us a lot it would cost us probably waking up early it might cost us you know setting time apart from our weekly schedule it might cost us give up certain other things that we can do to or probably hobbies we can pursue so that we can actually give that time and effort to god it requires time but are we still willing to show up the question is when we actually are wanting to serve the ultimate prize is the big picture matters the big picture is when we actually look at god calling us to serve we have to serve his purpose his plan and his agenda and his agenda is is more or less the same he wants the entire world to know more about him he wants everyone to be saved and so when we are being invited into spaces to serve let that be our focus let our focus not be you know what if i serve here if i show up here will i be able to you know will i move will i get on to this place will i get on to this stage will i get on to this platform will certain things happen let god decide that let's not be calculative and work away because at the end of it god looks at our heart our heart really matters where our heart is when we serve in mark chapter 8 verses 34 to 38 he goes on to say like this jesus says whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me for whoever wants to save their life will lose it but whoever loses their life for me and for the gospel will save it i'm reading it from the passion translation jesus summoned the crowd along with his disciples and had them gather around and he said to them if you truly want to follow me you should at once completely disown your own life and you must be willing to share my cross and experience it as your own as you continuously surrender to my ways for if you let your life go for my sake and for the sake of the gospel you will continually experience true life 
And so even as we are about to serve God, let's remember that we have to let go of our own agendas. We'll have to let go of our own, um, you know, our own end results, what we'd like to see. We'll have to ask God, God, is this what you want to see? And eventually we'll understand in the places where God's calling us to serve, when we show up time and again, God starts opening doors. God starts making sure, you know what? Things are actually happening and moving so that we are encouraged. When Jesus washed his uh, disciples' feet, it did not diminish who Jesus was. Jesus was Jesus. Jesus was God. Jesus was the Savior. Just because he did that act didn't actually disqualify him of anything else. When Paul decided to serve the early church by taking the gospel to the Gentiles, it did not diminish uh, what all he had done earlier. As Timothy started this entire journey, it didn't diminish who he was. And so even as we step up to serve in different places, it does not discount who we are. It, In fact, it actually empowers us to be someone who God wants us to be in that particular space. The reason why I use the word show up is because um, I've experienced this as a leader. Uh, earlier on when I was actually um, leading a team of uh, media guys who are volunteering week in, week out on Sundays. Uh, I had a bunch of qualified guys who actually were skilled in their work. They either were you know, photographers or doing certain work in the area of media professionally. On the other side, I actually had a whole bunch of people who actually had the heart to serve. And so, you know what? Uh, so at the end of it, at every given Sunday, week after week, if I had to take count, it would be of those who actually had the heart to serve. So when we are serving God, it actually comes from a heart of willingness. Am I willing to serve? Am I willing to actually give God back something what I have? Or even sometimes we learn so much when we actually start serving. We don't have to be qualified to serve, but are we willing to serve? When we are willing to serve, we we'll automatically will start showing up. Rick Warren goes on to say this. He says, faithful servants never retire. You can retire from your career, but you will never retire from serving God. Today, my prayer is that even as we are listening to this, God is going to nudge us and ask us to take that bold step to show up in certain spaces. You know, and the best thing is many of us uh, today can actually go back and say, you know what, I don't have a leader like Paul. I don't have someone who I can ask this or I can, you know, refer back to. But you have a God who knows everything. Can we ask God and say, God, I would like to serve you. Can you open the door? God loves it when we ask him those questions because there's so much that can be done in the kingdom. And there are so many unique things that can be done. And that unique thing can be only done by you because you'll bring that to the table. When we look at God's kingdom, it's like this big puzzle piece. God uses what you uniquely bring and he can fit that exactly there. So that at the end of it, when we look at the big picture, it's all about his kingdom and what brings glory to him. So today, can we show up? in areas where God is calling us, willing to let go of our comfort and step in there and say, God, I'm ready to serve you. Tell me what to do. I'm here to serve. The second thing is how we can be unafraid is if we are willing to step in. As we go through the book of Acts, you'll notice that Paul had actually taken through various different journeys. And in all that journeys, you'll see that there were key areas in which Paul had actually allowed Timothy to get into certain roles. He just didn't immediately send him off on a missionary journey of his own. He actually took him along in this journey. And I'm reminded of this incident that uh, happened over the last two months because of the lockdown. Every night, um, I tie the garbage bag. And because you have to go outside to throw a garbage. And even as I go every day to drop 
the garbage bag, my youngest son asks, can I come along? And so he tags along and he comes. And when he comes, I've noticed this. Uh, the minute we step out outside our gate, we have a lot of stray dogs on our street. And the pace at which he wants to keep up with me goes a little, f- you know, he starts walking faster. He starts, um, you know, taking few extra steps so that he's in pace with me so that the stray dogs don't come close to him. But I've also realized that after I threw the dustbin and we are walking, I automatically slow down my pace so that he's at ease, so that he's able to, uh, you know, walk slowly and comfortably. And that's what Paul would have done most of the time. As a leader, he would have slowed himself down so that he can take Timothy along in this journey. And that's what we see even in the first book of Timothy and the second book of Timothy. When Paul writes those letters, he's writing a letter saying that, hey, I'm here to encourage you. I know this journey is going to be tough. I know this journey is going to be uh, lonely, but let's serve God. Let's give it all that we've got. Goes into different cities to preach. There are times in which he's allowed Timothy to be along with him and minister along with him. In Acts 17 verses 14 to 15, uh, it says, Timothy helped Paul evangelize in Macedonia and Achaia. In in, uh, chapter 18 verse 5 in Acts, it goes on to say, he was with him during much of his long preaching ministry at Ephesus, where they spent most of the time. Then it goes on to say in Acts 19.22, he traveled to Macedonia and Corinth. In Acts 19.22, he was back in Macedonia with Timothy and then to Asia Minor. And then Paul goes on to his first imprisonment. And then he actually tells the people through his other books that he's written in Philippians, in Colossians and in Philemon of the work that Timothy has done and the encouragement that he's been. So when we look in Timothy's life, when he started, he would have just probably started journeying with Paul as being an additional companion. He probably didn't have much of a ministry role. He probably was just making sure everything was set as the meeting happened. Or he probably was there to, you know, uh, make sure that after the meeting, he was able to meet with other people. He probably didn't have much of a big role to play initially. But as time came, as the years went by, Paul empowered him step by step. It probably would have started in certain places saying, hey, you know what, I can't go there. Can you go on my behalf and preach to them and teach them? You've been hearing all this. Can you do that? And that's how it happens. And so when we start serving, when we start stepping in, God equips us. God will equip us not just to uh, for that particular season or for that few months or for a year. He equips us. Like, for example, in my life, when I started serving God, let's say when I was 15, you know, by playing in small house meetings, it was different. At 20, he equipped me to play in different places. At 22 and 25, it was different things that I got to do in terms of serving. At 30, it was different. And at 35, it was different. If we are willing to step in and show up, God will equip us at different stages of our life. I'm reminded uh, way back in 2001 when I actually came to Chennai and um, started my university. I started um, attending church. And I was just attending church normally till God actually pressed on my heart to actually serve. And at that time, there didn't see much of an avenue till one day, um, uh, they actually said the guy in the computer was struggling to actually uh, put words up because at that time it was just HTML. And so I could help him out and put the correct words. And so week in, week out, I used to come in and help. Even though I was a musician, I was just helping out to type words. And that time Google wasn't there to actually get all the exact lyrics. So we had to listen to the song, type it down and make sure that was done. It went on for a time till when I was actually called to serve on the worship team. And then it slowly grew on like that. As we step into different places, God equips us. And little did I know, 10 years from then of doing that kind of, uh, you know, lyrics with HTML, 10 years from that, I'll be actually doing lyrics on bigger screens. 
as we step into these different roles, God will equip us. And when he equips us, it will actually be for his glory. People will ask, hey, how are you doing this? You'll be like, you know what? I don't know. I was just here and I got to do it. And God, you know, it's all God. There won't be anything that we can actually take glory. We'll be actually giving it back to God. When it comes to serving and to stepping in and doing what God's calling us to do, it also comes to the attitude of our heart. As I said earlier, are we having a willing heart? But here, actually, are we having a generous heart? Because only with a generous heart will we be willing to serve. And God loves the condition of a heart when it's generous. Because there's nothing that can actually stand against a generous heart. The more we look into um, what we all, who we are and what we are qualified to do, we all hold on to it really tight. It could be anything. It could be what I'm qualified to do, all my hobbies, what I'm good at, my strengths. We hold on to it very tight. But when we actually start serving God, the posture of how we actually hold on to it actually changes from being tight-fisted to having an open hand. And when when we serve God this way, what happens is God starts using it. And at the same time, God actually starts filling our hand with much more than what we can expect. Uh, I'm reminded again um, in 2014 when I was actually studying in Hillsong, um, we we were asked to be part of the conferences. And so in the first conference, I helped out with the video team I was doing. Um, things like that. But in the second conference, it was scaled down. It was happening in church. So the number of people involved to serve was very less, at at least in the area which I was uh, wanting to serve in, in the the area of media. But then what happened was uh, they had rostered me to serve with the housekeeping team and, you know, collecting garbage bags and stuff. And so I remember uh, even before the uh, conference started, even as I was like getting those garbage uh, bags ready and getting it, putting into garbage bins and things, uh, in my head, I was like, you know what, God, I didn't sign up for this. You know, I uh, in my head, I was like asking God that, but God actually reminded me and saying, will you still serve in an area like this? Will you step in here and serve with a generous heart? And so many times uh, we'll realize that, you know, just because we've served God along the way and we've done so many things, it doesn't put us in a pedestal today to say, you know what, I'll only serve in these these categories. We don't get to choose. There's no drop down list to say this, or there's no radio button that says, you know, you can only pick and choose. It comes down to, will you be willing to do everything and anything for the sake of the gospel? Today, anyone who brings anything to the table has of value. Today, the person who's probably setting up chair or the probably who's feeding someone out there who's hungry or who's doing certain things where no one is actually watching. The guy who's probably editing videos when no one is actually watching and just making sure it's available for church on a Sunday. In that obscurity where no one actually identifies what you're actually bringing to the table. God sees and that matters and God honors that. So even as we see from the life of Timothy, he stepped into those different roles that required him to step into with a generous heart. And so even as we look and recap, are we willing to show up? Are we also willing to step in to what role God's calling us to do? In Colossians 3 verse 23, it goes on to say like this, put your heart and soul into every activity you do as though you're doing it for the Lord himself and not merely for others. Let not our serving be governed by others, but let it be always directed towards God. And so when we direct it towards God, the timeline will look different. The doors that open will look different because at the end of it, it's God who deserves all the glory. The third point we're going to look into Timothy's life is we can be unafraid to serve if we choose to press on during hardships. Paul was not deterred from pressing on. And what he did, Timothy watched. 
and Timothy was asked to follow that. And even as we look in Timothy's life, probably after 20 years from when he actually first started following Paul, Paul gives him this task of going back to the Ephesian church. And when he is asked to go back, he's asked not to go back, you know, to this role where he'll just be called to do certain things. But he's actually going in at a tough time and asked to actually correct certain things that the church has done wrong or certain things that they've given themselves into or they've skewed themselves away. And Paul uses this opportunity to actually tell Timothy, hey, as I'm sending you to Ephesus, make sure that, you know, you are pressing on. The journey is going to be tough. It won't be easy dealing with people. It won't be because at the end of it, our ministry and our service is towards people here on earth. And God actually wants us to press on and fight that on and make sure, you know what, we are actually fulfilling what God wants us to do. Paul tells him to be careful of the false teachers that are there in the midst. Paul tells him to actually make sure worship is done right. You know, also establishing uh, the elders and deacons there that who are uh, people who have been chosen are the right people of, you know, of right standing. He goes on to say as a church, you know, make sure that how the widows and how the uh, elderly are being treated. He goes on to say, don't give, uh, you know, ear to myths and other false tales that are being spread around. He also goes on to say, treat the slaves well, treat the widows well. And he also tells him, be careful of the love for money that's there. And so as Paul kind of like tells him, be careful of all these things, these are real struggles for anyone who's actually leading or serving at that point. And so even as we step into this journey of serving God in whatever area we are called to do, we'll realize that the longer we are in it, it's not going to be easy. It's not a straight highway road where you can just, you know, put your um, leg on the gas and you can just like speed through it. Sometimes these journeys will just require us to be in waiting sometimes. But are we still willing to serve in that waiting? Are we willing to be consistently giving of ourselves to God and saying, God, you know what? I'm serving you at the end of it. I'm not serving people. I'm serving you. Even as we serve, it takes time for people to change. But are we willing to be in it for the long haul? Serving requires that. And it's in that serving, we'll actually use all the experiences that we've got the opportunity to step into. God will use that. God will refine us. So we'll be serving here efficiently. We'll be serving here effectively. Even as Paul sends Timothy to the Ephesian church, 1 Timothy 4 verses 11 to 16, command and teach these things. Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. Until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of scripture, to preaching and to teaching. Do not neglect your gift, which was given you through prophecy when the body of elders laid their hands on you. Be diligent in these matters. Give yourself wholly to them so that everyone may see your progress. Watch your life and doctrine closely. Persevere in them because if you do, you will save both yourself and your hearers. As Paul tells this to Timothy, he, we need to also be careful and take this into our life, in our speech, in our conduct, in our love, in our faith, in our purity. Are we willing to press on? I love how he says, watch your life and doctrine closely. As we serve, we should remember that as God's representatives, we are being watched by people around us. Are we willing to show up? Are we willing to step in? And above all, are we willing to press on? Press on not when things are easy. Press on when things are tough. Because when it's tough is when we actually think, okay, you know what? I can quit. You know, when it's tough is when I, you think like, you know what? It's not worth it. I don't have a peace of mind. 
but that's when we need to ask god god you give me the peace of mind that surpasses all understanding in proverbs it goes on to say like this it takes a grinding wheel to sharpen a blade and so one person sharpens the character of another god is going to use us many at times in our tough situations to sharpen us as much as he's sharpening others our focus should be god how are you sharpening me how are my reactions in first uh, timothy 6 verse 6 it says but godliness with contentment is great gain are we be content where god is actually asking us to serve are we looking at other places and i'm and i think i'm speaking from a place because serving what looked like 15 years back to what it's looking today is completely different 15 years back we didn't know much of what another person was actually doing or serving today we get to see so many people post so many things you know what i'm serving here i'm doing this i'm doing that it looks glamorous it looks wow but honestly when it comes to serving it's only between you and god it's not what makes it to your camera roll and what makes it to your feed what filters you use no it actually comes down to what is it that actually god sees and god actually will look at the heart and he'll also look at our motives many a times there have been times when i've when in my human self i've actually worked my way to serving in certain places so that thinking that i might get certain things out of it and everything's fallen down because god was not in it completely and so am i feeding my own selfish ambition or am i actually pressing on to fulfill god's plan and purpose through my serving that's important second timothy chapter 4 verses 1 to 2 and verses 5 to 8 it goes on to say paul tells us to timothy so that uh, he'll be encouraged in the midst of hardship he says in the presence of god and of christ jesus who will judge the living and the dead and in view of his appearing and his kingdom i give you this charge preach the word be prepared in season and out of season correct rebuke and encourage with great patience and careful instruction verse 5 it says but you keep your head in all situations and your hardship do the work of an evangelist discharge all the duties of your ministry verse 6 for i am already being poured out like a drink offering and the time for my departure is near paul and concludes that letter saying you know what i can't wait to meet you in person and be encouraged by you as paul says here i'm poured out as a drink offering it's in those hardships what are we actually pouring ourselves out are we pouring out you know dislike are we pouring out contempt are we pouring out you know jealousy are we pouring out you know what why am i stuck here or are we really pouring out christ's love are we pouring out god's peace over our situations and the people around us can we focus on that and so today as i conclude you might be wanting you know what i've i don't even know who this jesus is but why is he asking me to serve you know sometimes Jesus is most seen clearly when we start serving. It's because when we are giving of ourselves, when there's something that we personally are willing to give up, God actually comes in and shows, "Hey, you know what? I am there in this." And so probably today you're wondering, uh, I don't have an area to serve. There's probably nothing that in front of my eyes looks like an opportunity for me to serve. Ask God. God knows every opportunity. God will probably even at this uh at the state of the world that we are in right now he'll show you different opportunities where you can serve different people you can you know you don't have to necessarily be in a place to serve today you all you have is your phone you can text you can call you can do so many things to serve people are you willing is the question are you willing 
and for those of us who have already been on this journey of serving you know we've we might have had so many experiences and some of those bitter experiences are we willing to put it aside and still say lord i want to press on in this journey as paul said even as i'm pouring myself as a drink offering can we still keep pouring ourselves and press on so that at the end of it if there's anything that people see will be saying you know what this guy is doing it it's only for the kingdom this guy is only doing it because god's love is in him if there's anything that can be seen by people let god's love be seen can we do that so even as i conclude will we be unafraid to serve in any way and any place god's calling us which might require us to show up and for many of us that's a starting point let's just show up if it's a prayer meeting let's just show up if it's uh, you know if it's just of me giving my talent probably you know you're good at something can i help someone around me become better at that let's show up and do that let's do it out of the love that god has given us will we be able to step into different roles are we willing to step into the different roles of serving that god's asking us to it's amazing how god will actually empower us to serve in so many ways to different people around us and the third thing is hardships will come struggles will come our own personal struggles will be there but that's when god uses all of that to actually press on and tell people hey you know what we've been through this journey but we served god and we came out victorious and my encouragement is that let us not look to people around here let's not look to another fellow human and expect him to praise us or tell us you know what you are doing good you are doing good no let's look to god because god will encourage us god will strengthen us god in fact will empower us in tough situations so that we'll give him all the glory and so that he will be glorified in everything that we say and do today if you don't know this jesus i would like to invite you to take that bold step of saying you know what jesus i want you to be my lord and savior over my life you're probably there looking at the screen and thinking i'm so lonely i don't have anyone around me or i uh, i have i have so many things that would keep me away from jesus no but jesus will draw near to you he's not scared by the labels that you're carrying or the labels that you've put on yourself or the experiences that you've had in life or the bad choices you've made he's willing to come alongside next to you but he requires you to give him your heart and i would love if you can repeat this prayer after me because if you can make him the lord and savior of your life he will help you make those right choices he will help you to grow and these same things will if you show up time and again in reading of his word in asking him in pursuing him he'll make himself known can you repeat this prayer after me dear jesus i know i am a sinner i know i need you more than ever before thank you for coming into this world thank you for dying on the cross for my sins thank you for forgiving me even right now i accept you as lord and savior over my life you are god over everything in your most holy name we pray amen amen even as we come to the close of our service i would love to pray for each and every one of us who's watching that god will give us the strength to serve him wholeheartedly and even as we step into this week that god will give us insight and clarity in areas that we are seeking him for so that we'll be able to serve we will be able to press on 
and we'll be able to glorify God in everything that we do. Loving Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for this time. Thank you, Lord, for blessing this week for us, Lord Jesus. Even as we heard this sermon, I pray that, Lord, you would work in our hearts, Lord Jesus. I pray that, Lord, even as we step in, Lord Jesus, into places where we might feel inadequate, we might not feel qualified, we believe that, Lord, you will qualify us to serve wholeheartedly. I pray that, Lord, you would equip us. You would bless the work of our hands, Lord Jesus. I pray, Lord, for all those who are struggling to show up, that, Lord, you'll give them the strength, you'll give them the courage, you'll give them the bigger picture, Lord Jesus, where they'll be able to see your kingdom, Lord Jesus, and give clarity for that. And I pray that, Lord, even for those of us who are already serving and who are struggling to uh, take those next steps, I pray that we'll be able to shake off every hurt, every disappointment, every worry, and we'll be able to press on and serve wholeheartedly. We thank you for all that you've been doing in and through our lives. We pray that even as we step into this coming week, that we'll have your protection. We'll be protected in our going out and our coming in. We'll be, Lord Jesus, in good health and in strength. I pray for your children even as they work, that, Lord, you'll bless the work of your hands. I pray for the situation around us, Lord Jesus, that, Lord, even as we are in the midst of a pandemic, we pray that we'll experience peace, we'll experience your joy, we'll experience your love. And more than anything, Lord Jesus, I pray that, Lord, we'll be better versions of ourselves than what we were last week because we've decided to serve you and follow you. Be with us and bless us, Lord Jesus. In your most holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. May the love of the Father, the grace of his only Son, Jesus Christ, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit rest and abide with us now and forevermore. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message. We hope you were blessed. To hear more messages like this, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. If you like what you are hearing, consider rating us, subscribing, and even sharing it with friends. That would really help us. For more content from We Are Zion and to connect with us, go to wearezion.in. Remember, whoever finds Jesus finds life.